What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. Um, it's Monday morning, we just came off of Bristol with a gr- another great finish. The race wasn't really good, but I think the finish kind of made up for it if you didn't think the racing wasn't that good. So we got a ton of stuff to talk about between the truck race, the cup race, and next week's Talladega schedule. Uh, we also are going to have a new segment in the podcast called the All Show No Go segment, which is going to be cool. It's going to be the best looking, worst performing car of the race. And then we're going to have, I think we're going to have a first offense move of the race because that's kind of what the whole name of the thing is about, like going for the win like Briscoe. So yeah, um, first thing we're going to talk about is the standings. Let me just pull it up real quick. Um, So Elliot is still in the lead. Another good finish for him. He's been running kind of bottom of the top 10 consistently. Hasn't really put a good race together. Like, I think he could have... He showed speed where he could finish in the top five, but just couldn't really get back up there after he had to pit and lose all his track position. So yeah, Elliot's in the lead. Blaney is behind him by three. So those two are just kind of knocking off top 10 finishes. Logano came in third, and he's in third in the standings. Byron dropped down to fourth. Didn't really show any good speed all day. Kind of struggled. Bowman had a decent finish up to fifth. Kind of capitalized on Chastain's motor blowing up. Bush up four positions all the way into six and got his win, so he's going to be in the playoffs. Truex seventh. Didn't have the best day, but kind of maintained. Didn't lose any positions in the standings. Chastain dropped to eighth because of the blown motor. Larson up to ninth. Had a good day for him. Um, Finally made it in the top ten. Briscoe up one. Even that... After that wreck, probably because of stage points, helped him, even though he finished in 22nd, I think. Reddick up one, came in second, even after the spin. Elmerola and Harvick both overheated quick, and then just their days kind of suffered after that. Even Cole Custer, too, so Briscoe is really the only SHR car that was able to finish good. Well, he was going to finish good, still finished kind of bad, but was running good, probably the best car all night. Sindrick, 14th, Christopher Bell finally made it into the top 16. He's been having good runs. Um, Suarez, 16th. That's not good enough to make the playoffs because Hamlin is 23rd with a win, so they gotta keep getting some good finishes or a win or something. Austin Dillon is 17th. Chris Buescher, 18th, and then I guess some other notable ones. Hamlin is 23rd. Brad Keselowski's still all the way down to 30th. He's really got a win, so I look to see him being super aggressive at um, Talladega next week, like he was at Daytona. Because especially now that he knows he probably has to win, he's probably going to be a maniac at Talladega. 
um, the second Atlanta probably, um, and then Daytona. Alright, so, now we're going to get into talking about the actual race. So, I would say the biggest takeaway is the race was definitely better than last year. There was less overheating and vision problems, I think, but still not good enough to say, yeah, we should do this every year. I think they really need to take the windshield out of the car. Um, they need to figure something out where the cars don't blow up from sucking in dirt or overheat from clogging the grill. Like, it, of course, like, it, yeah, I had spurts of being really good, but I really think... It was only a one-lane track, too. Maybe, it, I think the only person that it was a two-lane track for was Briscoe because his car was so good. Maybe that was um, a result of him being good at shifting is what enabled him to do that, but I don't know. He, like, you, you would see a 10th place car or 13th place car running up front, like Suarez, didn't have the best car but was able to just run around the top because it was so fast up there no one could get around him it took like a really big slide job or them slipping up like when bush had the lead Kyle bush he ran the top and get kind of after the all that rain i think he just got loose and got into that loose dirt lost all his positions but that the leader really um had a big advantage up top and guys on the restarts would, if they were on the bottom, they would always drop back. Like, Bush would drop from third to seventh, or Larson did too. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can say that it was a two-lane track, because the bottom never really came in. So, yeah, stage one, SHR cars overheated, Elmerol and Harvick. Elmerol, um... Or, I mean, Harvick was mad and just, he, he did an interview and said that we look like idiots because we didn't, no one packed a track, which means in the beginning, um, the dirt is so loose that it covers the grills in mud. So I think what they really need is like hot laps or like a prelim preliminary race, which say they had like different kind of cars, like it could be like funny random guys racing like old cars or it could be like I don't know a different series just to pack the race and get it all in I think they could do it like if they put Junior and or Michael Waltrip and I don't know Tony Stewart or something like that maybe like a few drivers from other series just to for fun just to pack the race and get it all ready then that might be a good idea but I'm not sure they know. I'm sure like uh, um, the Dirk guys would have a better idea of how to do that. So yeah, Briscoe, I thought was the best car all day. Cut that tire down. Larson took the lead, won that stage. Um, and then when Briscoe blew that tire, he pitted. So then he stayed out and that's kind of what caused the controversy at the end of when they went on that red flag during the rain, which we'll talk about later. So, yeah, um, Larson and Bell both looked really good, but I guess they just fell off and didn't really get... Larson finished fourth or fifth. And check what Bell finished. 
Yep, Larson fourth, Bell seventh. So they still ran good, but I don't know. Maybe I think that the drivers in the series are just so talented that it didn't matter if you had a dirt background. Even though Reddick and Briscoe both had dirt backgrounds, Lugano and Kyle Busch were still up there. Blaney, Bowman sixth. Elliott finished eighth, so yeah. I think that just goes to show how good the drivers are, that they can just get in anything and drive. Uh, I thought Suarez was going to get his first win because of rain, but never really worked out for him. I, I also thought, which I just said, the controversy with Briscoe, I thought they were going to call it there. I, I honestly think if they didn't make that weird controversial thing where basically Briscoe pitted got fresh tires and gas or whatever and still kept his track position. Any other race you pit, you instantly lose your track position. But their idea is that they they throw a red flag so it freezes the field. So then you pit and you keep your track position when they made that rule so they're never going to go back on it and look like idiots. So basically what should happen, I think, is the um, it starts... The stage ends, they go yellow, everyone pits, loses their track position, and then they freeze the field. It shouldn't be the best of both worlds. Oh, you get fresh tires and you keep your track position during um, the stage break. Even though like they're going to lose it in the beginning of the stage, it's this is like a prime example. If it starts raining, they win. If it doesn't start raining, they just go to the back, but they still have fresh tires. So there is pretty much no risk in that for them. If, it, if they wanted to take a chance, Briscoe would stay out and then have to pit for fuel because he couldn't make it on fuel, and then he would get a penalty for improper fueling. So why would they do that when they could just pit and still keep their track position? That would have probably... People probably would have went nuts about that. So, yeah, then luckily they were able to uh, keep running and... Uh, the rain actually helped water the track, make it a little bit nicer, and um, didn't create more, more dust because it was starting to get dusty, and I think vision problems probably would have picked up if they didn't have those two little spurts of rain. They were also racing in the rain. I saw rain drops. Like, I remember Bush was in second and going for Reddick, and I'm like, well, they're, they could be racing for the win right now, and then... I see a few raindrops and then a caution came out and they did go to a red flag. But they waited that out too, which they really didn't have much time to wait that out. If, if it started raining for another probably 15 minutes and they weren't able to get it dry, then they could have called it. Who knows? I'm sure they were talking about it. Um, yeah, so I was surprised they, they um, kept finishing. Or they kept racing after that because I think they needed it too because that ending was so good with Briscoe going for the slide job that kind of made up for anything else that happened. Um, another thing that was funny was I don't know what hell happened with Elliot and Cody Ware, but Elliot kind of used them up and then Cody Ware was just like he wasn't even trying to like take him out. He was like bumping him on the caution, which was stupid. I mean, you can't be a field filler and be doing that like at least run good and then maybe you'll have some respect but he w he finished 
26th, and Elliott's on the lead lap running in the top 15 or wherever he was. And Cody Ware's doing that, so that was nuts. Um, another thing is the over, not overheating, but the motor's blowing up. Kurt Busch, Hamlin, Austin Dillon, I think, and Chastain. Or Kurt Busch didn't blow up, he got into an accident, but... Russ Chastain, Austin Dillon, Hamlin all sucked dirt into the intake, which just destroyed the motor. I mean, you could hear Chastain's motor just completely destroyed. So that's another issue that you got to figure out. Like, you shouldn't, we shouldn't have the best guys in motorsports, like the best drivers in the country, just going out and blowing up against their will. Um, and then, yeah, the, that finish was nuts. Uh, you could tell Briscoe how you could see how good he was in turns three and four He would always lose on Reddick because he was just sending it in and he was like digging in that stuff there But then in one and two he would he would just come off of the um, Corner flying and just always close the gap a little bit. So I think what he did was he just Straightened out three and four and then just gained all the time through one and two used the momentum caught him And he was right on his bumper. So you knew I mean, there's, he wasn't going to follow him. He had to go to the bottom, and he wasn't going to go to the bottom slow enough to not slide up. So he was either going to spin out, slide up in front of him, maybe get on the outside of him and race to the finish. But he he went in so fast, he was spinning by the time he hit Reddick. So it's not like he was going to get next to him and he just hit him. He was gonna spin out either way clipped him and then bush was about three seconds behind and logano was seven seconds behind so bush kind of just cruised by and it wasn't he didn't win by a lot reddick was right there i mean couple maybe two tenths of a second and reddick would have won i don't know maybe half a second it might have might not have been that close but yeah bush just flew by got his first win of the season um and he said it's funny because he said Bowman backed into his win at Vegas and I liked how Bush in his one of his post-race interviews he he was like we backed into this one so because I mean it's one thing to get mad when someone else does and then when you do it not say you didn't so at least he admits it I don't think he's like he doesn't want to win like that he's looking to just be have the top three car and go out and win every week so it's not like this is means their performance has picked up because i still think jgr is struggling a little bit so we'll see what happens with them at darlington and see how the momentum works out for them talladega play race can't really take much away from that but we'll talk about um talladega later so yeah i think that's everything about the cup race i think if they go dirt racing again they need to take it to a different track just not bristol especially after last year's fall race we'll see what happens at bristol after um the playoff race this year after martinsville with no passing i hope bristol isn't like that because they really need to change their short track package if that's the case but, um, yeah, I guess we'll talk about the truck race now, which was 
the racing was a little bit better probably in the truck race. Um, I think the trucks just do a little bit better on dirt. I'll go over the standings real quick. But before I do that, let me just say that the Xfinity race is going to be the next Saturday. That's going to be the next race. Um, it's just going to be Xfinity and Cup next week. And they have qualifying at 5.30 on Friday. And I don't know if they don't have practice. It's not showing up. So you got to look out for that. And then the race is Saturday at 4. And I'm going to take Gregson. So now that we got that out of the way, um, the truck race, I thought there was a ton of like really competitive trucks. Like they were all like probably arguably second place trucks, but Rhodes was like tenths better than all of them. Like Elliot, Kofoid, Logano, Nemechek, Kosovar. I thought they were all could have won, but Rhodes was way, if Rhodes hadn't gone through the field after messing up and not pitting after the first stage then one of those any of those guys you could have predicted could have won even Kofoid in his first start in the 51 for kbm looked really good and drove from the back and picked his way through the field also kligerman i like he's pretty good that he's a pit reporter but does races and he, he can get in and run good so the standings there um Rhodes is has a huge lead of 38 points on Chandler Smith, Friesen, Zane Smith, Nemechek, Ekes, Majeski, Tanner Gray, Josevar, Crafton, and Diebendato. Um, yeah, Diebendato was running okay, and then his truck got stuck together with someone else's, and that pretty much killed his day. That was pretty wild. Um, part of like the front bumper I saw on Twitter, uh kind of a diagram of it and basically what happened was a metal piece of the frame broke and hooked onto the rear of that car which was like kind of lodged in his grill which was what he must have really hit him hard so the next truck race is going to be at darlington uh let me check feb uh it's may 6th Friday practice and qualifying is 3 and 3.30, and the race is at, I think it's at 7.30, but I got to double check. Yep, 7.30. Um, I'll, I don't know who's running in that, running the 51 in that, but for that race, I think I'll probably take, well, I got to actually see who runs the 7 truck, because if they're going to keep running a Hendrick driver, probably take if, I hope it's Larson, because if it's Larson, I'll definitely take him. I don't know if he'll run a truck race. He probably just wants to go and run dirt if he can run anything else. But yeah, I would take Larson in that if it's him. Or who, if it's Byron again, I would take him. Maybe not Bowman or Elliott. I could see Elliott winning. Maybe not Bowman, though. Um... I also think the KBM trucks will be really strong there. Now we're going to get into the new segment of the um, podcast. I should have did this earlier during the cup when we were talking about cup, but it's fine. I'll do it right now. So it's called the all show no go segment. It's the best looking, worst performing car. And 
this week it's gonna go to Bubba Wallace. He had that Columbia like um, 80s and 90s style paint scheme, meaning like they um, they base it off their clothes from the 80s and 90s. And he finished 28th, so he's all show no go. It was either gonna be him or Harvick probably, because Harvick had like that Bush latte car, and he finished um, 34th. But even though Bubba Wallace finished 28th, he got it over uh, Harvick because his car was better looking. And then also we have to, we're gonna be doing the first or fence move of the race and. This week it's obvious it has to go to Briscoe just sending it in and he was either going to wreck or win and ended up wrecking and taking out Reddick. So yeah, that's the first offense segment. Okay, so now we're going to get into the race pick segment. Um, We weren't able to get together and do a call for last week's, but we I still got everyone's picks in and Penna took Kyle Busch, so he's going to get some points. We'll go over the score more um we'll talk about it right now when we get into the race picks all right we'll be right back how's it going good how are you yep all right so i'm pretty sure we missed two weeks or one yeah we did i forget it was one no i think it was two well, uh, no, we, le- we left off, I think, when we had our Martinsville picks. Garner, you took Larson, Austin, Dylan. Dylan came in third. Penn took Elliot and Sindrick. I took Bush and Elmarola. And I got a point for Kyle Bush. Garner, you got a point for Austin, Dylan. And then last week, Bristol. This is... In my in the podcast, I was like drivers to watch out for are Reddick, Larson, Logano, Bush, and Stenhouse. And Bush won. Reddick came in second. Logano came in third, and Larson came in fourth. So I picked four of the five top fives. And then Hannah asked me who he should pick, who he, who I thought was going to be good. I told him Bush, and I picked Reddick and Suarez. Reddick. <laughs> Came in second. Bush came in first. Wars led a bunch of laps. Basically, my picks are insane right now. But it's going to be impossible to pick for Dega, kind of. Alright, so the score right now is 11 to 6 to 4. Penna has 6 because he just got a playoff point and 2 points for picking Kyle Bush. I got a point couple points so it's tightening up um penna gets the pick first then me then you garner all right all right penna who are you going with okay still we still get the underdog in main correct Mm-hmm. okay and do you think i could take like ryan blaney as an underdog pick or is he too mainstream you think <laughs> no he's too good he's too good <laughs> Too good, I, yeah. It's between him and Logano for my main. This is a this is a hundred mile uh, race, I believe, right? The track. Yeah. Hundred eighty eight yep. laps. I mean, I I think I, I think I'm gonna go Logano as my main pick for this. Should we let 
I'm just gonna let the viewers know now that you're not like an avid watcher. You're just a degenerate gambler. So basically, it's okay, but it it goes into the love for NASCAR, so it's all beneficial in the end. Yeah, but Logano is yeah. definitely the main. I like to take like maybe somebody like Cole Custer as an underdog or something wild like that. Austin did maybe or you. I mean, Dylan, we'll keep him as an underdog. He's not really an underdog for this track, but you can do what you want because he's won on plate races. All right, then I'll, I think I'll take Austin Dillon as the underdog one. All right. I don't know. This is a tough pick for me. I, I, I might have to take Keselowski. I have, no, I'm taking. No, don't go Keselowski. He wouldn't I mean, be that pick. Keselowski's going to be a nut job because he has to win to make the playoffs. I'm taking Blaney because he was going to win the 500 and then got fenced by Sindrick. Yeah, and for underdog, I'll take Boucher. Busher. Busher, baby. Yep. Um, I'm taking underdog Bubba Wallace. No, he just, you can't use him. Not an no. underdog pick, come on. He won come the on, last, daughter. he won the last what? race here. He won the last race here, no way. There's some okay. drivers that are underdogs on like some tracks and not on other tracks, so it kind of sucks. But yeah. Aust- he's better than Austin Dillon, that's like, Austin uh, Dillon is still. Alright, alright then. Hmm. Main pick, I'm going Denny Hamlin and underdog. I'll just, I'm gonna go Suarez. I'll be shocked if one of these drivers doesn't win or isn't leading on the last lap and then gets wrecked. Hamlin, Logano, or Blaney is definitely gonna be top three. I'll put bills on that now. Yeah, one of them mm. will be top three, or or the in, or they'll lead for a ton of it and then get wrecked at the end. Like they're gonna be there for the. I end. think some random person's like some random driver's gonna win. Imagine if Bush wins again two two races in a row. I think an underdog is definitely gonna win. Yeah, I mean, win. I could see like Byron winning two, or maybe even. Elliot, I don't know. Elliot can do pretty good on play it races. Who knows? Guess what? Right, well, I'm just the leads. The scores tightening up a little. It's gonna get heated soon. Yeah, I know. I need some points. Catch up. Hopefully, the first. Yeah, and you rack up a couple points. Garner still in dead last or no? I'm in first. <laughs> Somebody I, must have switched the names. I'm on dead that. last. I I gave so many people good picks. I well, actually, right. I screwed myself because I get, told Penna to pick Kyle Busch, and I picked him at Martinsville, so I couldn't even pick him twice in a row. And I picked Reddick, and he got la- wrecked on the last turn. <laughs> All right. All right. Peace. Alright guys, I'll see ya. See ya. Yeah. Alright, now the last thing we gotta talk about is Talladega and what we might expect there. Um, so, 
I think Keselowski's probably going to be a lunatic there because he knows he has to win and he was crazy in the 500, which is literally the first race of the season. So now that he has he has to win to make the playoffs, he might even go crazier. Um, I think the Fords are, as always, are going to be really good. Going to be hard to beat. Um, Sindrick and Blaney will probably work together. Logano, of course, but Blaney's definitely going to leave Sindrick out to dry if they are coming to the lead, coming to the last few laps and they're up there because he knows Sindrick's just going to fence him if he tries to pass him. Bubba Wall should be pretty good. Um, got his first win here, finished second at the 500. Elmarola. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it races the new car I mean Talladega isn't much different from Daytona just more banking um it has that funny front stretch kind of dog leg thing so see how they run through there um I don't know I just expect the Fords to be really good um the Toyotas were pretty good in the they were horrible all through qualifying in the duels. Not horrible, but not the best all through qualifying in the duels. And then they worked together really good in the beginning of the 500 and got wrecked when Keselowski pushed um, Burton through the corner. So, yeah, we'll see if the Toyotas can get it together. Uh, we haven't really seen much from the Hendrick cars on plate tracks. I mean, Byron won Atlanta, but I'm saying like working together and everything like that so maybe they can get it together who knows we'll just have to wait and find out and then we go to Darlington which I hope it's not doesn't get affected like Martinsville did with no passing and everything I don't think it will I think it'll probably race pretty good there hopefully tire wear is a big factor it definitely will be because it's Darlington but they kind of wrecked tire wear at Martinsville so who knows what they'll do with Darlington uh yeah so I think that's gonna do it for today's podcast let me know if you guys like that race and if you think we should go back to Bristol dirt or we should put dirt on a different track or maybe go to Eldora or one of the best dirt tracks in the country um before you go follow me on my socials at first or fence Instagram YouTube TikTok and everything come back next week for the Talladega, um, the Talladega race, yeah, it'll be Sunday night, because that race is at, check real quick, that race is 3 o'clock, so back to, like, normal times again, um, Darlington's at 3, yep, so we won't have any of these night races anymore until the All-Star race, and then after that, it's the Coke 600, so yeah, we're gonna get into a stretch of the season pretty soon of kind of like mile and a half and um bigger normal tracks intermediates so yeah we got a lot to look forward to hope you guys like the podcast and have a good week